good Tuesday morning, everybody. I'm so glad you stopped by. Hey, you know the routine. Go get that cup of coffee, that virtual donut. Take off your shoes and stay a while. We got some stuff to talk about today. back. Hey, I need to take a moment to apologize to all three of my children. Yes, dad is going to apologize to all three of his children. See, when my children were young in their tweenies and teenager years, they, they always would try to pick my brain and ask me the hard questions. And One of the questions they all asked me, I think Daniel was on my side. I think Daniel understood. But they would ask me, Dad, what is the meaning of money? Money serves no purpose. Like money is meaningless. There should be no money. And I tried to explain to them why money is important. And I tried to break it down to simplify it almost like I used the uh, barter system I have four heads four ears of corn you have six apples I will trade you uh, (laughs) two of my corn for four of your apples because the way we value the way we value them that my corn is more valuable than your two pieces of my corn are more valuable than your four apples just to kind of give them some idea the value of of the barter system and in the barter system went into trading Um, we developed coins and then later paper money because we attributed value to those coins and paper money and thus we have money and then we develop an economy and we use this type of currency to pay for things and to pay for goods and services. And no matter how I tried to explain it to them, they just said, Dad, it doesn't make sense. Money doesn't have to be a thing. And, and, and we would go on and just maybe every couple, every year or so we, we would... They would bring it up again and how money makes no sense. The idea of giving someone a piece of paper and then getting a product from them made no sense. And and I tried to explain, but now I realize I owe them an apology. They were right and I was so wrong. That's right, kids. Kids. 
Daniel, David, Caitlin, you guys were right and I was wrong. There's no sense to attribute value to paper or coin or to anything else for that matter. Money is useless and has no value. And it shouldn't be a thing. That is, if you're paying attention to the world and the world economies and and money and bitcoins and um, yeah. Well, anyway, let me give a shout out to my friend Aaron. I'm not sure if he's listening today, but uh, Aaron and I had a good discussion the other day over coffee. And Aaron made a great point. Um, I think Aaron was relating to a book he read or an article he read. And basically the history of money and, and, and you know kind of where it came from and how it developed. And Aaron made a great point. He goes, why do we need to be taxed? Why, as Americans, do we need to be taxed? The government should not tax our paychecks at all. If they can print money and send out stimulus checks or give them electronically directly to the bank account and just send out and give money, then why not give money to fix the roads in a sense of just keep printing the money or attributing credits to companies. Um, But there's no need to tax us citizens anymore. There's no need to tax us citizens anymore because if you can go in trillions of dollars in debt with money that you can't back up, then what's the sense of you don't need to tax the citizens to pay pay for uh, anything of government salaries to to fix the roads to uh, pay for welfare, to pay for the military um anything just keep attributing value to paper and coin that have no value back up but just keep making it and pay for everything I don't know what you're going to do if anybody wants to come and collect against you but you just did trillions of dollars what two times for stimulus money and you couldn't back any of that money up. In fact, you borrowed the money from banks that one day will want the return. So Aaron made a great point. Why just, why, why just pay all of the bills of um, the government by just saying, okay, we're here, construction company that worked on that road. Here's X amount of 
dollars, but they're not taking it from us, the taxpayer. We won't be paying taxes anymore. The government will just print and give away money like it did for the stimulus. Um, hey, I thought I thought Aaron made perfect sense. I'm not saying he agrees with that, but his point was, what's the sense if we're continuing to give away money that that we, you know, that we we can't back up? So, I thought he had a great point, but um, but really, I think the key is. We, we people, we need we need to get back to work, um, and I'm not going to go down that road. We've talked about that in the past, but I think we need to get back to work, everybody, and uh, the government needs to get out of debt. They really do. They really do. Hey, did you hear? Um, as many of you know, I'm I'm home with my mom and dad currently because of the health needs of my father. Um, he needs someone 24-7. So um, I've been staying with them, uh, just watching over them, helping my father and doing all the health needs that phone calls and paperwork and everything needs to get done. So that's what I've been doing. But being at home with my mom has been eye-opening for sure in a good way I love my mom I oh my gosh I love my mom my mom is such a godly woman um, if I could give a little praise on my mom um, you know the other night it was late at night she's she's sleeping in or she went to her bedroom and our bedroom is across the hall. And I was getting ready to go to bed myself. And as I walked by her door, I could hear her quietly praying in her bedroom. Quietly praying in her bedroom. She wasn't being loud, but, you know, I could hear her in the hallway. And she was just praying. And uh, I thought, oh, Mom, you put me to shame. I don't pray like I need to. And uh, I don't know. That was kind of neat. It's It was... And that's not something new. She, she's, from a young child, I just, she, my mom believes in the power of prayer. She really does. And even, not necessarily the power of prayer, but also just honoring God and uh, speaking to um, her Lord and Savior. And uh, it, was, it was very encouraging to hear my mom um, pray like that, but Being with them 24-7 now, it has been, it's been an experience. You know, I'm doing everything I can because uh, they need my help right now. And uh, I told my mom, don't worry about anything. You know, I'll fix lunch and I'll, everything needs, everything that needs done, I, I, I'll do it. And well, today, she, or uh, yesterday, Rather, she wanted to do uh, laundry. So I said, Mom, no problem. I'll take the clothes downstairs and I will throw in your laundry. Well, I 
was sitting down and I was trying to finish up some paperwork I was working on. And my mom says, well, well Kenny, if you're going to do my laundry, you need to get it started now. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, mom. I said, all right, mom, I'll, I'll get, just give me a minute. I just want to finish up what I'm doing here. And uh, so anyway, I, I kind of stopped what I'm doing, went downstairs, threw in a load of laundry, and uh, came back upstairs. And uh, and my mom, uh, I sat back down again. She goes, well, Kenny, I'm going to need your help in the bedroom. I need to flip the mattress. And, you know, it's just, oh, I had just sat down. And I thought, well, well. Um. So, of course, I went in there and flipped the mattress for her. Um, but... It was just kind of, I felt like my mom was a diva and she was just like, uh, she, she, she had the day where she had the day scheduled out for me. I'll tell you that she had the day scheduled out for me and I love it. Don't guys, it's a blessing. I'm, I am so happy to, uh, serve my mom in this way. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I want to take care of her. So that that's that's what I do, but it was it was interesting, you know. And then there's you know lunch has to be prepared, and uh, I tell you, I don't know how you stay up, stay at home moms do it all. Um, you guys, you guys deserve to be paid as stay at home parents because it's a lot of work. Um, you know, and then <laughs> I don't know how you guys listen to the show. It's got to be boring, but uh, we had laid out some chicken, frozen chicken breast, and and we had plans to make that for dinner, but it never thawed out in time. So my mom was like, "Well, Kenny, what are you going to do for dinner?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like I don't know." <laughs> so I went to the grocery store and. Uh, I bought something that I could make real easy and um, quick and and made that. And uh, then as I'm making dinner, she's like, you need to go check the, you need to go check the laundry. It's probably done. But I was like, oh, my gosh, Bob. All right. I'm on it. Oh, man. It was fun times with mom as she's uh, directing my daily duties here as a supervisor and uh she kept me on track no rest for ken she had stuff she wanted me to do and then there was phone calls and kenny are you keeping up with the with the phone calls and the paperwork what what still needs to get done and and uh oh goodness Oh, Mom, I love you. Um, and uh, I would do this for a lifetime um, just to have you around. Um, so anyway, hey, um, let's take a let's take a quick break and uh, we'll keep this going on the other side. So hang tight if you would. I'll be right back.
Hey, you know there's a verse in the Bible, um, Jeremiah, was it 17.9, I think? And uh, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Man, is that ever true in today's society? Wow, it's just uh, so true. You know, again, uh, being home with mom and dad, um, we had a little bit law in the action. <laughs> we had a nurse come in and and then uh, whatever. So we were watching a little TV and there's the court TV with a trial on, on Robert Durst. Now, Robert Durst, he allegedly, I think he killed four people or, or is accused of, of killing four people. He, he was a rich, uh, a very wealthy businessman in the real estate market and huge. Their family was, uh, goes way back um, in the real estate market in New York City. East Coast area. And Robert Durst, um, he, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know exactly why he was upset with the four people, um, but he, he was. And uh, allegedly he killed four people at different times throughout years, um, long times between these deaths. And I think he's 83 right now. And he's on trial for one of the murders. The other, some of the other murders, he's already, he already got cleared of. Um, They just wasn't enough evidence or whatever. But they're trying to get him on one of the last murders he did. And... We were watching that on court TV and the, the lawyers are arguing um, whether certain questions are should be allowed to be asked. And and uh, anyway, so the prosecutor is drilling Robert Durst about his previous comments um, from the police interview and how they don't match up with today's comments. And, and they're just, meanwhile, Robert Durst is sitting on the, on in the uh, on the seat next to the judge, and uh, he's has a a colostomy bag on. Um, you know he he's he's eighty three years old, and his voice is real weak, really weak voice. He looks frail. Um, I mean, he looks like uh, death warmed over, um, and. Uh, so we're watching that with my mom and uh, she's asking me like, so they're saying he killed like four people and, and I was, yeah, that's what they're saying, mom. But he got off on three of the murders. Um, yeah, he's, he, I guess he beat it. And this last one, they're trying to get him nailed on this last one. And, um, and boy, she, so he's, he's, he's got a blanket on. He's, he, he, He's listening to the prosecutor asking questions, but then he has to read it on a screen um, so he can completely understand what's going on. And uh, 
we're watching it and uh, my mom goes, oh boy, when they find him guilty, they should just take him to the electric chair and uh, electrocute him right there. And I go, whoa, whoa, mom. I said, well, first of all, he's not being, he's not being convicted yet. But uh, mom, some say there's no elect, there's a low uh, death penalty. And I said, but mom, he's 83 years old. He's got a colostomy bag on. Uh, he's frail. He, I said, they're probably going to, if they convict him, they're probably going to take him to like a nursing facility. Probably, I don't know if they have like a prison, one in the prisons, but I go, he's, he's, he's going to go into hospice care at this point. Um, but <laughs> I was like, Bob, I, I, I kind of felt bad for the guy. Uh, now I don't, you know, if, if he's guilty, um, of committing murder, then that's that's bad, and 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 uh, he needs to be um, separated from uh, society. But I'm thinking, Mom, he's 83 years old. He's frail. He can't even go to the bathroom on his own. He's sitting there with a the blanket wrapped. You know, the guy's gonna die. It's just a matter of time. Like, at this point, I don't know what you're doing having a trial. Um, send them back to the nursing home and uh, let them pass naturally at this point. But my mom was having none of it. Um, she, was, she, she thought, well, he killed these people. He deserves to be punished. And uh, I think, well, he'll, you know, unless he repents, uh, he will get his punishment, but uh, I would hope that he would repent and ask for forgiveness, but at any rate, good times with Bob just sitting on the couch, watching court TV. That is how exciting my life gets right now. Hey, but I do want to bring up something uh, a little bit serious before before we go today. Just a quick mention on Afghanistan again. And I, I don't care about the politics of it. Um, who started what and when it happened. and um, But, you know, it was, it was a complete failure of getting our troops out of there. Well, the way we left it, we left people behind and we left uh, weapons behind and things like that. But, yeah, it was a complete disaster, but... I feel for for that area and the people that's got to live there, especially if you're not uh, um, following the Muslim religion, Islam, um, because of the violence that they're going to have to be put through. And uh, it's just very disturbing to know that there's a group of people in that country. Well, they're all tribal, where they all don't get along. These different groups that supposedly worship the same uh, Allah, but the hate and and just the audacity of just we're going to kill you unless you convert or. 
you're going to live under our thumb. Um, so, you know, we're going to just, just do horrible things to these people. And I wish, I wish that the good people were able to flee that country. I wish the, I wish the normal people who just want to work and raise a family and practice their religion were able to leave that country and then just leave those military leaders and soldiers there abandoned in that country and say, there, you have the country, but you have no citizens. So go shoot each other. For I mean, that's the way I feel. It's just... Why you want to force people to live under your rules, I just don't understand. You know, I, I just wish I had a bigger home and, and I could... Uh, adopt a family and, and let them bring their children here in my home and have the freedom to do what they want to do. And But just the, the evilness of these men who are so wrapped up in their wicked religion and all they want to do is force people by guns and uh, intimidate, curder, murder people. I wish you could all live there among yourselves but have no citizens and try to make your country work. Um, just It's just horrible. Horrible. You know, most citizens around the world, like I say, they just want to work. They want to be with their family. You know, they just want to go to work every day. They want to come home. They want to worship the way they want to worship. They want to to laugh and have fun together as a family and cry together and celebrate together. Girls and women want to be able to go to college and educate themselves. And for you wicked men with guns, um, denying them education and denying them uh putting them as lower class citizens because they're girls and doing horrible things to them. Um, wow. Wow. I wish you guys could be abandoned in that country and have no one to do anything. Um, I know that's probably not very nice of me to say, but uh, I've kind of have, I've kind of had it with uh, the evilness of wanting to take your country and do cruel, evil things to it and expect and wonder why your citizens are trying to flee your country. And it's because you're evil and uh, they just want to live. They want to live in peace. But you and the rest of your tribes can't get along and everybody everybody truly wants to rule the world 
And uh, anyway, that's my little rant this morning on Afghanistan. Um, please just uh, pray for those that can't get out of that country. Um, pray for protection and and uh, a miracle that uh, some of these people would be sheltered and and uh, cared for. I wish I wish we could just load up as many planes as we could with good people who just want to live normal lives and fly them out of that country and uh, whoever stays I guess can enjoy hating on everybody who still left themselves you know hating on who you know what are you going to choose to differentiate yourselves from each other if all you have are those that agree like you, you're still going to find a way to hate on your neighbor. So, anyway, I guess that's enough on Afghanistan. Um, (laughs) Hey, you go have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. All right now. Bye-bye. Love you guys.
That's how it goes. 